Hey listeners, and welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. I'm your host, Alana, ADHD life coach and social worker. I learned how to manage my ADHD, and now I help others do the same through one-on-one coaching, my courses, content on Instagram, and through this podcast. Sam and I started this podcast to help others understand their ADHD brain and not feel so alone. ADHDers are some of the most brilliant, creative, and passionate people. We just have to work through things a little bit differently than others. And I think that there's so many strategies to share and ways that we can do that. You can find the podcast on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. And you can find my content at Coaching by Alana. If you're enjoying the podcast, we would love if you could subscribe, write a review so that we can share this with more ADHDers. As always, thank you guys for being here and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Hi, guys. Hi, Sam. Hi, Alana. How are you? Good. Guys, we just both tried to do the intro together and we both kept saying hi, guys, at the same time. And I was like, wait, no, you go. And she was like, wait, no, you go. That was such a good, accurate way to start. Yeah. Well, um, one of these days, we'll let you guys listen to the real way that we intro this before we like get it right, because it's just really embarrassing. But... Alana, you have a really big week coming up, something very exciting, right? I do. I do. Okay, this is wild. I haven't talked about my mom yet on the podcast. And- Which is exceptional. It's exceptional because your mom isn't a nor Like, she's not just your mom, you know? Yeah. Totally. That was a weird way to say that. But you'll un- you guys will understand what I mean when okay. Alana starts talking about it. Yeah. So to give a little bit of background, my mom's an elected official here in Virginia. She's in, the House of, um, she's in the House of Delegates. And then she was actually elected as the first woman to ever be speaker of the Virginia House of Delegates, which is oh so cool. like 400 year history. And there has never been a woman in this position. That's alarming to think about. But thank God it happened. Finally. Did it take that long? How? I don't know. I don't know, but there is not a better person for the job than Eileen Fillercorn. She's amazing, but she really uh, is. She, yeah, she she really is. She's she's just so amazing. But um, this week, actually, she is. We have her portrait unveiling. Her portrait is being hung up in the Capitol again. The first woman to ever have her picture hung up there next to all these men, and. It's going to be a huge ceremony tomorrow in Richmond, and it's just- And you're giving a speech. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm giving a speech, and the whole thing is just so exciting. Um, it's a well, crazy- every, me and everyone else from the ADHD community will be cheering you on because, <laughs> I mean, we all know how public speaking can be terrifying, but you're actually really good at it. Like, I think it's definitely one of your hidden talents. Thank you. Um, it's gotten better. Like, and it's, if I have a speech also, it's, or, um, something I can read as I'm going, you know, yeah. it's different. Sometimes it was harder, like for the podcast when we first started, like speaking off the cuff, you know, yeah. but, um, now Which it's a lot weird because like, we never run out of things to talk about when we're just having conversations, but there's, isn't an, an element of added pressure when you know that people will be actively listening in on the conversation. But you're so right. Like you have, you're behind a podium, you can read. And actually that reminded me that like I talked to some people this week 
and got just amazing feedback on the podcast. Just that like the sweetest things that I wanted to also tell you, Sam, like um, this one listener, she was saying that I know that sometimes we re-record these when we're really yeah. off or when it's not working. And she's like, I think you guys should just go for it. Like we all get you. And, and so that's why like us starting off interrupting each other. She said, it makes so much sense. Like she laughs whenever we're interrupting each other. And it just reminded me that you guys get us. Like there's yeah. no judgment here. You guys just, you get it. Yeah. Maybe for like our hundredth episode special, we'll just give an unfiltered, not unedited additional episode. Because most of the time I will tell you guys, the editing that comes out of it is like, large chunks of time where I'm like, okay, I just quickly have to go to the bathroom or something like yeah. that. Or can I get a sip of water? Like it's not. Yeah. Or it's, it's not like a lot of tiny things. It's usually like, if, like if I'm forgetting what I'm saying or something, and then we pause for like 20 seconds while I remember what I'm saying. Like for tonight, this is just funny. Um, we're recording in the evening, which is super rare for yeah. us because as we all know there's definitely times of the day where we function better than others and so Alana and I really like to play to our strengths with those times of the day but today just worked out and there's a tv show that Alana and I both watch that's coming on in six minutes and so we're gonna have to take a break so that I can go record it before it starts so it's just little stuff like that but no shame I'm I love the bachelor and bachelor I know why did I say a tv show like no one would know what it is we watch the bachelor like, like religiously yes stands of bachelor nation here <laughs> yes um but, which is so funny because I keep looking for Zach Shalcross everywhere but I haven't found him yet I think he's probably gonna go the route that many of these bachelor bachelorette people go and move to LA pretty quick or That's, New York or New York. Like I'm putting in my, I think LA to be honest. Yeah. I just, I don't know. He strikes me. Depends who he ends up with. I guess we'll see. <laughs> but, um, no, no, I know the spoilies. I'm a spoiler <laughs> girl. I do too. Oh, you do? Well, we yeah. won't ruin it for anyone. Oh my gosh. That'd be awful. Well, can you imagine if we ruined it without even a warning? I know that sucks. People, people like listen to us for their daily dose of I'm not alone in all of this. And then we end up ruining their favorite TV show. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but yeah, so this week's busy. Um, but I have a good, I have, we have a good topic we want to talk about with you guys today. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think there's a lot to say, but today I wanted to talk about adulting with ADHD. And the reason I kind of wanted to talk about this is I think like as we grow up or as we're younger, we think that there's certain things as adults that every adult is just like good at or things that ways that adults act or things that they do yeah. or ways that they function. And then I think there's a lot of things with ADHD that these things are really difficult yeah. and we realize that like, it's not, we're not functioning maybe the way that we thought all adults do. Yeah. And it's crazy with like, I was reading I've been reading a really, really good book. Honestly, I want to recommend it. It's Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton. She's a really famous writer out of London. It's phenomenal. It's a memoir about, it's kind of a coming of age story about love and friendships and stuff like that. So if any of you guys are big readers, you should definitely read it. But, um, you know, she talks a lot about the passage of time and like the coming of age stuff. And it's kind of like, she says it so well, 
there's not like a specific quote that she says. It's just the whole vibe of the book. But um, I don't know. It's kind of like I look around now and I'm realizing that like I am an adult. Like so quickly it happened that I was looking at these people who were adults and I was like, I wonder when I'm going to get there. I wonder what it'll be like. And then all of a sudden I woke up and I'm knee deep in it. You know, it's just like, I feel like I didn't have any warning or any time to prepare for all of the responsibilities that have just are expected of me now. And they're the simplest things. And I think I even talked about this and lamented with you guys and complained about one of the hardest things for me to do every month is remember to pay my bills, which is so stupid because like with rent specifically happens on the same day every month, the first very easy date to remember. I've been doing it for five years now. Like I don't, there's no reason that it should be hard for me to remember. And it's not that I, I can't even like, I think that you guys would probably understand. It's not that I forget so much as it's just like, it's just difficult. I don't know. It's just hard. Yeah. Or we, even if you did forget, like, I think that is like really common and there's so many things. It's like, I feel like we just expect to just like wake up one day and like have all this stuff figured out. And I don't know, I I relate to what you said, like all of a sudden it just happened and like certain things like having an apartment, I think back and I'm like, well, I would have thought that's so cool. Or that sounds like such an adultish thing to do. But it's all just, it's, it's weird. And this is why I wanted to talk about it because I think there's just like certain things like, you know, the small things like always remembering our keys, always making a, like remembering our appointments and, you know, quickly, I'm sorry, I'm gonna, I just have to turn it on. I'm sorry. Nope. Bachelor, bachelor is the priority here. (laughs) I also want to say like, it's not that we think it's a normal show. I think it's just entertaining. Like sometimes I think that people are like judgy about liking the show because it's like one person getting to date like 30 people and the guy gets to choose and all this stuff. And it's like, no, it's just, you know, it's just entertaining. That's I fully recognize that it is the weird, one of the weirder shows. And there's no, like, I wouldn't, I think everyone is like, wants like thinks like oh would you want to be on no I don't want to be on the bachelor absolutely not oh my gosh that would actually be the worst thing having to compete with all these just beautiful women and like prove yourself to this man it absolutely goes against like everything I believe in I mean and have you noticed that there hasn't been a single date like one-on-one that Zach has had where the girl hasn't cried which is just weird. <laughs> like if someone cried with me on a first date, I would automatically think, okay, this is a bad date. This is going in my bad date pile. <laughs> you know? Okay. Anyway, so we were just talking about before I had to rudely cut Alana off in the middle of her sentence to pause The Bachelor. We were talking, you were just talking about how like remembering little things like grabbing all this stuff that you need. I cannot tell you how many times I've made it all the way down to my car and been like, I don't have my car keys. How do I forget my car keys to go to my car? Oh my gosh. I know. Or like just, yeah, all the things like remembering people's birthdays, like remembering Uh, to get an oil change, like all these things that just sound terrible. And it's really difficult. And again, it's like, there's not a class, like this is how you 
successfully be an adult. We just kind of are expected to remember all these things. And I get it. And obviously this whole podcast is about like understanding why we struggle with like remembering certain things or how we can build supports and everything. But I think also it's okay to acknowledge that these things that might seem small, like it does impact our lives and it does, I think, impact our self-esteem as well. And we just gotta gotta talk about it sometimes. I mean, and it's like on top of all of the big life altering things that we struggle with, like studying or um, relationships with other people or, you know, all of the big topics that we talk about on this podcast, like these are just the little mundane things. And it almost like I get into this, like one of the most dangerous things for me is like, this is the thought process of like, this feels really unfair. Mm-hmm. But, but I'll tell you guys, sometimes it really does feel unfair. Like that's the, mo- that's the easiest and it's the most childish, but the like you're saying way- we struggle with yeah. these things that might seem like they should be easy, but they're not. Yeah. Like on top of everything else, why can't I just, I don't know. It's just like, why can't I, sometimes it's like, I, it's just, I want it. Oh, it's so annoying. It's so frustrating. I can't I even get a full sentence out because I feel like all of us on the whole try really hard, you know, and we care very deeply and mm-hmm. it's feels like, I don't understand why just one area can be untouched by ADHD. I know. The thing that also I think makes it super difficult is the emotional dysregulation piece of it too. Like just feeling, and this for me, this was one of the things that did always make me feel different. Like just the way that I experienced emotions, just so strong and so like significant and not being able to just quickly move on and, things that I, I would like look around and be like, why, like, why is this harder for me? Or why is my anxiety so much more yeah. apparent and debilitating than other people's? And obviously that's been a whole journey of like my personal mental health, but that emotional dysregulation, like it's there. And when we are experiencing things and that are impacting us negatively or whatever it is, like that, it impacts how we act, what we say to people, like, how we treat our family, how we treat our friends and all of it. It's just yeah. a lot. It's, and it's I also like back to all of that. I feel I have trouble masking mm-hmm. my emotions and it's so apparent on my face, which also feels like there's such a lack of privacy. Like there's no grace period between being confused in my head and feeling overwhelmed. And then everyone around me knowing what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling. I, I know that you watch or have watched Grey's Anatomy. But there's an episode on Grey's Anatomy where a girl comes in because she blushes a lot. Do you remember that episode? I do, but it was like... It was like extreme blushing. Like, got like, really, really, really red. When Derek Shepard would walk into the room, she would go red and sweaty. But she explained it so well because one of the doctors was like, you want to get a whole surgery just because you blush a little? And she was like do you know what it feels like to have nothing to yourself? Like it almost feels, and granted what I'm saying, it's not as severe as like a medical condition, but it, it's a little frustrating. Like nothing is sacred. I don't have anything to myself. And it's frustrating because sometimes like the world doesn't wait for us to catch up. We have to just catch up. And yeah. it, I don't know. I mean, we talked about this 
two weeks ago because I know your episode last week was fantastic with Katie. But um, two weeks ago, we were like, the world is just not built or easily designed for people with ADHD or who, you know, struggle with this type of stuff. So it does feel like you're starting the day on a back foot sometimes just with like the simple things, you know, like keeping a clean house, making appointments, going to the appointments, um, just like getting gas, put off getting gas. And then when I absolutely need gas, I've left the house five minutes late and I'm running late and I've forgotten my wallet and, you know, it's just a whole thing. Yeah. Like everything is a whole thing. It feels like. It's a whole thing. I feel that so much. Like it's never just like a little, like um, a little barrier to come overcome. It's like, yeah. it just, it's a whole, it's a huge thing. And also what's so difficult about it too, is that I feel like for ADHD years, like the first part of our day is really, really important. It's all about momentum. Like when we start yeah. off our day, feeling good with a good start feeling like maybe we check something off right away it kind of snowballs you know we have a better day we feel more in control and then on the opposite end on those days where you know we're rushed or we're not you know maybe we didn't get enough sleep or the first thing kind of messed up and then it just spirals and we feel like our whole day is just us barely keeping up right yeah it's so difficult because these things that again can see seem so small to someone else throws a huge wrench in our day and then there there starts a spiral you know the other day I woke up and I do have a bad habit of checking my phone right when I wake up like that's definitely something I want to work on but I'm just being realistic I saw something on my social media that like was incredibly disappointing and really hurt my feelings and my whole entire day was off I felt like I couldn't focus I felt like I was on a, a like I was starting from behind the eight ball from the minute that I woke up. And I always think about this when we talk about how one small thing in the beginning of your day can just throw you off. I was staying at your house a couple months ago and we found a cricket, a cricket in the basement or you did. And I captured it and let it outside. But you were like, for the rest of the day, that just threw off my whole day. But it is kind of like that. I mean, it's like, Something so small can affect you within the first hour of your day. And it feels like you should be able to just move on, you know, whether it's something like a cricket or something much bigger. I have to, Sam, do you remember it wasn't a cricket? What was it? A cockroach? No, it was a frog. Oh, a frog. Right. That's way scarier than a cricket. That is crazy. Now, I will say I have the same exact experience with if it was a cricket like that would really would just throw me off but I the the fact that it was a frog that was wild and so what it was is I think like we just left the door we had left the door open I guess and it was dark and so we didn't see it probably came in and then the next morning I'm in in here in this room working and um or like no I just came to sit at my desk and you were still sleeping it was really early and do you remember this and all of a sudden there's because you were so alarmed and I was like, I can't, I just, I couldn't deal with the frog. What am I going to do? Pick up the frog? I'm not, not me. No, sorry. No. And not you look me. half asleep. Sam comes in and saves me from this frog and takes it. <laughs> and oh my gosh, you were so loyal for that. I like forgot until you just mentioned that. Thank you. The frog though. You're welcome. I would save you from a frog any day. But 
I mean, it is totally that thing where it's like one small thing can just make you feel. And then it's the emotional dysregulation of it. You feel like you're not doing, you can't even handle the smallest. Like I couldn't put aside this one tiny thing that happened on my Instagram to get all of the other stuff I had to get done, done. Like I couldn't be responsible like that. And I put so much, like, I feel so guilty. And then I feel really bad about myself and that, you know, and then it just spirals from there. Totally. And we actually mentioned like rejection sensitive dysphoria in another episode, but just to bring it up again, because I think it's really relevant. It's that um, really like painful discomfort that we experience, like unbearable discomfort that we experience with any type of like perceived or real rejection, like any, even if we just think it's like, you know, and so I feel like that a lot of people would totally resonate with you on that. Like, it's just, and this is another thing too, about being an adult. It's like, we feel like what we should be able to always move through these things so easily and we shouldn't be offended and we shouldn't take it personally, even if we know it's not personal, but so often it can really impact impact us that way that's so complicated too when you and I struggle with this the dichotomy of like my head and my heart like logically and in my head I know something but it doesn't my feelings don't match up with that and it's Mm -hmm. like you try really hard to move through your feelings with grace and kindness but it's it's just frustrating when you want to move on or you want to not feel this or and you know that you shouldn't but you still do And you can't really go to anyone for help. You know, you just have to sit in it yourself. And that's the thing that is so crazy about it is we can know that like maybe we're experiencing like emotional dysregulation. Like we can know that maybe we're being way too hard on ourselves or we're taking it personally, even though we shouldn't. That still doesn't really change how we feel about the situation. And I know for me and you, like when we are you know, going through certain things, we'll say to each other, you know, like, I know you won't believe me, but I'll keep reminding you that this, like, we just have to keep saying it because I know that we're not, you're like, we're both not going to always be able to be like, okay, you're right. I feel better, but you know, you're my best friend. Like, I'm going to always be here to just like, keep reminding you even when we don't believe it, you know, like I'm coming through, I'm coming out of a period of getting over a pretty major heartbreak as well as a pretty minor heartbreak, but both felt massively overwhelming. Like one happened a while ago, but it's just taken some time. And one happened a little more recently, but wasn't as serious of a relationship or situation, but it hurt just as bad. And I can't tell you how many times you had to tell me, I know it feels like it's never gonna get better but it is. And I just had to be like, I don't believe you. So you're just going to have to keep reminding me until I believe you. Yeah. And this, you know, that goes for, it's just like, and you know, we were literally just talking about this right before we started the podcast, but this theory that you can't have love without grief, you know, it, grief is the price you pay for getting to love so deeply and be human. And I do think that applies to a lot of the stuff that we're talking about today. Like the way that we feel about ourselves provides an opportunity for us to get better at it. But if you aren't struck with these moments of I'm being really unkind to myself, you wouldn't realize that you'd have to get better at it. You know, like 
feeling these painful things is the price that we pay for being amazing people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that like adulting or like this concept of feeling that you should be better at stuff than you are is just deeply, deeply painful. It is. And this whole podcast is like us kind of highlighting a lot of the really hard things and exactly what you said. Like, we're not doing it to sit and sulk. We're doing it because that's how we know we can like find community, feel better, like improve our self-talk, improve our self-awareness and like figure out like helpful systems and supports to that actually will help us because a lot of times it's not just us. It's not us being stupid. It's not us forgetting because we don't care. It is this thing that we struggle with and like, that's okay, you know? Yeah. And I'm hoping that by like us talking about this, about the things that are hurtful to us and the things that we're embarrassed about and the things that are difficult, like we do on this podcast, but especially like this week's episode, like what's really helped me is to start tackling a lot of this stuff with humor because now I know that I'm not alone. And so coming at it from a humorous angle, like just it helps a lot to keep away the thoughts of inadequacy or, you know, just getting really down on myself because like, look, I will keep forgetting stuff. I can put systems in place. I can organize my life. I can ADHD proof it as much as I can, but I know myself. I'm just going to keep forgetting things. I will for, I forgot my one of my best friend from college's birthday a couple months ago. And um, I like, and so I realized about three days after that I forgot her birthday and I like texted one of my, our other friends. And I was like, I need you to call me. And she called me and I started sobbing. I was so embarrassed that she was going to be mad at me. I didn't know how to like say, I'm so sorry that I forgot your birthday. And I put it off and I put it off. So by the time I actually called her, it looked like I'd forgotten her birthday by two weeks. I only forgot it by three days, but I spent the next like seven days in this agony pit of like feeling so guilty about myself, like forgetting. And, you know, she was so kind. She was like, I don't care. You know, I know that you love me. I know that you didn't forget on purpose, all this stuff. And that's a really lucky situation. Like, I know, sometimes we're not always that lucky where people are understanding but I automatically jump to the conclusion that they're not going to understand. And it's going to be a terrible situation. Yeah. No, I know. And sometimes people really surprise us. Totally. Well, also like people, you know, know you and know your heart and know your intentions. And that's the thing is like, it's not, we're not defined by these things that we like might mess up on, you know, it's, it's not, we're not. And I just want to kind of highlight that like there's so many things in this community that I feel like we do struggle with and then end up feeling like this, this embarrassment, like whether it's because we put something off for so long or it took so long to get back to someone or we forgot something, just all these things. And it does feel it, it really can impact us and, it's just, I think this is where we really have to just learn and it takes time, but we really have to learn to just be kind to ourselves, check ourselves, talk, like, you know, lean into the people who do know us and know our heart and know that like our intentions are pure. And yeah, yeah. Cause it's, if not, you know, we're just gonna spiral and we don't deserve that. And we owe more for, 
like we deserve more from ourselves, you know, to try and challenge that thinking and be like, again, I'm not defined by these things and everybody makes mistakes, but mine to me, like feel a lot worse. And that's just how it's going to be. You know, it's not always like that. What always helps me is like, and I think that I'm an exceptionally kind person and I give people a lot of chances and I'm working on setting harder boundaries for myself, but mm-hmm. I'm always like, okay, if someone did this to me and apologized and rec- you know, what would I say? And I would be forgiving. Of course I would. What's the alternative to lose friends? Absolutely not. I'm like, you're not defined by one or two things that you do, even if you do it eight times in a row. Like you are not to me, you are bigger than this one piece that you don't like about yourself. And I don't understand why I don't put the same faith in the people around me that they'll treat me like that. Like, I do think that a lot of the time, the things that we are scared of were correct to be scared of, but just the same as we always say that you cannot design the world around you, you can design the community which supports you. You know, like I just... In these moments, I think that the best piece of advice that I could possibly impart is look at how people treat you when you mess up. Like people will treat you with kindness. They're, you know, the reason that you and I don't fight a lot is because we don't give each other an opportunity to fight. We never fight. (laughs) We could never, like, I don't, I'm just like thinking about our friendship and I'm sure both of us have done regrettable stuff. Both of us have done stuff where we're like, oh, I feel really bad about that. But we don't let it get to a fight. Like my first thing, even if I'm upset with you, is I forgive you. Like that is the first and most important thing is that you know how much I love you. The communication is really like, you know, yeah, we just, and that takes time too. like learning how to like communicate for ourselves in ways that like are accurate. So we can like to explain this to the people that we love and everything. But I also think that, when we are so hard on ourselves and we're just not able to kind of, you know, like I talk a lot about self-talk and I think that's because when we're only giving ourselves that negative self-talk, a lot of times that leads into like wanting to avoid the problem and wanting to not address it because it's so scary. And that's like our stress response is to not avoid it, is to not deal with it. And I get that, but I think this is also exactly why we do want to work on that because we can say like, this isn't great. Like I made a mistake. It's fine. But also like giving ourselves permit permission to like, be like, okay, well, what's one small thing I can do to like try and improve it next time without that horrible, like you're yeah. horrible, you're stupid. Like all these things that aren't true. Like here's something really silly that I did when I quit my job about a year ago, I obviously didn't have health insurance because I had to buy my own health insurance. And I let, and my mom kept saying, like, you need to get health insurance. And I was like, I know, I know. She kept reminding me. And I think she thought that I had done it. But it felt like such an overwhelming task that I didn't know how to tackle because I've never had to get private health insurance before. I've always gotten it through, you know, school or work or, you know, this was like my first yeah. experience into, into health insurance that I had to find myself. And the problem got so big and I felt so guilty that I didn't fix it that I just ignored it for months like months it was you know and then I'm like every day I woke up and I felt it in my stomach you know I was like I know that I need to do this but it just feels too big and my mom has said this about me for so long she doesn't you know necessarily say it in the kindest way but she feels like 
things that are too scary or too big for me, I just put off. I ignore it till it goes away. And that used to work when I was a kid. But now that I'm an adult, like these problems, like they say small, like little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. We're big kids and we have big problems. And these things, they don't disappear anymore. They just don't. Yeah. You know? No, and I think like totally. And just like, you know, while we're like giving you guys examples of these like real life things that I hope, you know, helps you guys resonate a little bit too as we wrap up. Like, you know, I, I wasn't able to like, I kept forgetting to call my doctor multiple times and the la and I had to pay for my anxiety medication out of pocket, like two times in a row. And that is not cheap. And so like, this is just like one of these examples. That's like, I mean, the ADHD tax is real. Like this is real life. And obviously I can do what I can do to try avoid it next time. But like, we're all doing our best. And obviously I beat myself up about that because I'm like, what how ridiculous, but honestly, like, this is what I think like being adults with ADHD is like, like, it's not all easy and we don't always get everything done the way we want to get it done. And that's just the, I struggle with money anxiety a lot. It's not that I have trouble managing my money. It's just like, when I know there's a big purchase, like I'm, I want to run a 10K. There's a fun 10K run that feels like super manageable for me. And I've told my friends that I've done it, that I've signed up and I haven't signed up yet. And I will. It's just like, I don't feel like I have to sign up right now, but I'm going to yeah. keep putting it off until I absolutely have to sign up. Why do I do that? I know I'm just creating added stress for myself. Like it just feels, that's the thing. Here's the crux of it. It feels like it's irresponsible. I'm being irresponsible. And because I'm an adult, I need to be more responsible. But it's like, I don't even, that in itself is difficult to tackle. So it's just like, I hope that maybe in these episodes where it's not, it's a broader topic, like how being an adult with ADHD (laughs) is hard and us just sharing these super real moments where you know, you guys know that we're not just two people who are sitting here talking at you. Like we're talking with you with this type of stuff. This will be one of our longer episodes, but mostly because it feels really cathartic to just get it all out there. Like all the stuff that I feel like I'm not doing a good enough job at. Oh my gosh. If that's what, if, if that's what the people want, we could, I could do that. We're going to give it to you guys. Like, honestly, I could go on for so long. Like, I hope that we all see when we like look at other people and we look at people online and just anyone who like looks like they have their stuff together. Like they probably don't. And we're all doing the best we can. Um, But honestly, we just got, we want to be extra aware of like our self-talk and just, you know, being kind to ourselves, self-compassion, all that stuff. Cause we're all doing the best we can, honestly. That's it. You know, start looking at the people around you. Like you do have power at who you choose to keep close And the people around you, like your community really can make or break a lot of the things that we struggle with, you know, and how we feel about ourselves. And on the days that we don't feel very good about ourselves, having people that love us is really important. So, you know, use these as opportunities to see how you're feeling about the people around you and if they're serving you the right way, you know? Yeah, totally. Okay. Well, good luck on the speech. We're so (laughs) excited to hear so we'll do a, re- a little recap next episode on how it went. Thanks. I know. Well, it'll, when this, yeah, because when this episode is done, it'll be, is up. It'll, it'll be. have happened a week ago, but I'm, I think we're all really excited. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And I hope that you all have an awesome week. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. We'll talk soon. Bye.
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Absolutely ADHD podcast. You can find us on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. And don't forget to give us a like, subscribe, give us a rating so that we can help share this podcast with more amazing ADHDers. Thank you guys so much. And we'll talk to you next week.